It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kelly Patterson of the O'Kellen Clan, and this program is sponsored by B4B Muscle. <laughs> The number one drug free, sponsor the foundation, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are drug free athlete looking for a solid foundation to stand on, and a vehicle to drive your goals like whatever <laughs> like a mad truck through ice cream. com. And now, let us begin to speak. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, folks, uh, I don't know if that's quite what you were expecting, but... <laughs> But when we voted to have Kaylin do the opening promo in opera, we delivered. And this is what you got. I don't know. I enjoyed it. So hopefully oh, you guys you got a kick out of it, too. I did. I did. That was fun. Sometimes you just got to have fun even at your own expense. That's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. So happy Thursday, everyone. It is March 1st. March 1st. I can't believe it's March already. It's my Aunt Ramona's birthday today. So happy birthday, Aunt Mona. Um, and wow, it's just a beautiful day to boot. Beautiful weather. I'm just, you know, living the dream right now. How about you, KP? Right. <laughs> I'm sweating bullets. Okay? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. You did a fantastic job. No reason to sweat bullets. No reason to sweat bullets. But speaking of sweating bullets, you know, we had some responses um, that have been coming in steadily of some of our listeners sweating bullets about whether or not they will ever be viable natural bodybuilding competitors. And so we are here to have that conversation tonight. Yes. Um, one of the things that, well, like Dad just said, uh, there's, we have some, I mean, we say it a lot because it's true, we have great guests on our show, and we, uh, Dad does an excellent job of, of sharing their pictures as to who, you, so you, you can have an idea of what the people and doctors or whoever looks like, and basically can relate better when we're engaging between each other on the show. And one of the things 
is that everyone is so fascinated with how they look, which is a good thing because, you know, you see what, what people are doing and how hard they're working and all the, you know, all the sacrifice and dedication paying off with these phenomenal physiques and, uh, and body types and structures. But one of the things we found out is that some people are becoming a little dismayed because of how well the athletes look on show day. And we, we've spoken about this with uh, many guests on the show, but there's something that Des and I, I talk about as well off the air, and that's about, you know, how people basically can transform their bodies in some amazing ways. And, you, you know, you don't really know the story until they get on and speak about it. And I think sometimes people are just uh, scrolling through and they're not listening to the archive shows or listening to the live shows, and they're becoming disheartened because they say the one thing that most people say that never get it off the couch or chair or whatever, and they say, I simply can't do this. And with your current state of mind, no, you cannot. But people all through our lives and on our show that show that, hey, yes, if you do the work, your body can make the transformation, and you can do some amazing things with your physique that you never thought you could do. You cannot do it alone. It's going to be a lot of work, going to be a lot of sacrifice, going to be a lot of de- dedication, but the body can change. I mean, it's been proven time and time again. So, you know, I'm going to pass it to Des because uh, I think she has some input on this, and we'll get uh, our guest on, and we'll start the show. Alrighty, and you know, I'm just going to second everything that Kaylin said. I mean, bodybuilding and genetics and, you know, that whole combination, it's like anything in life. There are some individuals where whatever they do seems to come really naturally to them, and we're over here struggling just to try to catch up to their worst day on our best day, and and. Sometimes, folks, that's just how life is, but it doesn't mean that you cannot attain the goals that you are after. And so for those of you out there who have been communicating that you're feeling, you know, a little um, downtrodden, if you will, if you're feeling like your goals of competing or being a natural bodybuilder, even just building muscle in general, um, are out of range for you, they are not. Um Will you have to work harder than some other people? Probably so. I mean, there are some folks out there where they their genetics just, you know, they're going to make everything look simple when it comes to natural bodybuilding. And, you know, the gene pool is just not passed around. The benefits of the gene pool is just not passed around to everyone equally. But you know what? We all have areas where we excel that other people struggle, and there are areas where other people excel that we struggle, but that doesn't mean we all can't get to the same place at the same time. So, well, not at the same time, but the same place. So with any more further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest tonight. You've uh, heard him on our show before, and if you haven't, you can find him and or his wife in the archives, and I'm talking about one of our favorite Aussies, Mark South and uh, his wife Tenika Hardeman. And um Mark, say hello to uh, all of our listeners out there in uh, P4P Real Talk Land. Yes, good evening P4P. It's a great pleasure to uh, to be back on the show with you. Hey, how's it going? Great, great, great. Yeah, it's uh it's going very well. Um it's great to talk about gen- genetics and its implication to people, um, and it's great to get into this a little bit more 
in de- well, in a way in depth but easy just so people can understand basically where they sit in this genetic world and what things suit them best and their ability to uh, reach their goals which is there available to everybody awesome and that i mean and that's really the message that we want to get a point across to all of our folks here. So, Mark, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, the areas that you specialize in, and why you are so at home with the topics that we're going to be talking about tonight. Sure. Um, I have a role with a medical company called uh, PH360. It's both medical um, diagnostics and also diagnostics for for the general public. It, com- uh, it combines several sciences, embryologium and everything. Um, we're very much into, in, into the body and genetics, uh, but more importantly, epigenetics, which is uh, just a quick example to people. It's your DNA wrapped in simple terms by protein that has like little lugs, little receivers up there, which you can, um, your genes can pick up signals. Um, and I work, yeah, both in the sporting community and in the general public and support some of the world's leading professors in this market that have come together in PH360 to give people an understanding of their genes, their lifestyle, uh, and what fits best uh, for them at any given time of day. Uh, And it's basically to let them understand what we call a phenotype, who they are, uh, in a very simple, easy to follow uh, methodology. Okay, very good. So, folks, I hope that gives you an idea of the expertise that Mark is bringing to the table this evening. And, you know, Mark, this is this is kind of a sensitive subject because we all know with health and wellness of any kind and not just bodybuilding, it's results really that drive a person to continue on, to keep striving. And when you're not seeing results, that's when we can tend to become the most discouraged and just kind of give up and quit altogether. And and it's easy for us to take on that mindset or attitude, well, I can't do this. This just isn't meant for me. Um, I just don't have what it takes to either lose weight, get fit, build muscle, any of those sorts of things. And so we're kind of our own biggest obstacle when we don't see the results that we want to see right away. Um, and before we really dive into this subject, kind of help us understand how important it is to change your mindset in order to continue to keep striving to the goals that you have. Yeah, um, the mindset is obviously a very big component. But if I if I maybe bring us all back uh, a, little, uh, a small bit, so before going on to the mindset, just to explain to people um, so they can have some understanding as maybe where they sit. Uh, through all of our uh, origins, our history, we, we obviously, um, there's a DNA history even before we're born as to what DNA we're going to have. And then through embryoism, what genetics we, we pick up more from the inner layer of the embryo, through to our adult, let's say, completion of our body structure, at this point in time, through tradition, we've classified three different body types. So ecto, meso, endo. We actually, a modern-day science, has broken this down a little bit more into two separate groups within each biotype. But if I can just explain them a little bit, you have your ectomorph, which is basically uh, quite a long, uh, a more slimmer, slender type of body, uh, extremely fast metabolism. 
you go through to the mesomorphs that have extremely well um, defined muscles, slightly shorter in, in stature, extremely en en energetic. Uh, and you have the endomorphs, which are the thicker set, thicker boned, heavy mass type of people. Now, for your, for your ectomorphs and part of your mesomorphs, they're quite inverted, e.g. they like to know the facts. So they're very information hungry. So they really need somebody who's going to support them and giving them the right information to be able to go forward. Where your endomorphs and part of your mesomorphs are quite group orientated. They're very family orientated. Um, they go really well doing exercises and things in company. They don't like necessarily doing things on their own. So this is like the, the lifestyle and the environment that where people tick. So, for instance, you could have a, an ectomorph that needs someone to give them an understanding of their training program, their lifestyle, their intake. They will understand it and they will go away and do it. A mesomorph is more naughty, let me say. They're more energetic. They want you not, not, not just to give them what they need. They really, really thrive off you challenging them. Uh, can we try 50 kilos today? Uh, why can't we challenge? Uh, yeah, but I think I can do 60. Well, go on then. You know, you've, you've indirect, and they will hit the 60 because their energy and their determination is there to hit the 60. Uh, where your endomorph will want companionship. So they train well with a training partner. If you see, as we call a newbie in the gym and they're an endomorph, if you was to walk up to them and tap them on the shoulder and say hello, this means a huge thing to them. They're starting to be part of the society. Uh, a lot of endomorphs train in groups um, or they talk a lot at the gym. It's just the way that they are. They're very social, caring, loving type of people where ectomorphs are a little bit more inverted. They, they can stay and do things on their own as long as they're, they have the understanding how to go. Now, when people set goals, there is nothing genetically if we're born healthy that is going to stop people from getting a betterment towards their goals. Uh, an endomorph is a person who has the ability to, as a natural science, has the ability to what we call retain. So they store a lot. They, they're concerned about tomorrow. Um, it's like if a famine comes, you stand by an endomorph because their, their body thinks that they're going to have to provide for themselves in the community. So they're storers. Where your crusaders and ectomorphs aren't so much. So... But it doesn't mean that nobody cannot fit into something. It's more about the food that you have, understanding your body and how your body is best uh, to perform. Um, and this creates with an understanding the mindset as to how to move forward and what type of obstacles um, you could face uh, in the future, which endomorphs tend to have one direct issue, and that's maybe they, they lose weight. Uh, they get to a point where they... Uh, let's call plateau out and it's very much because when their body likes to feel weight it likes to feel this reserve this food um, that it it's safe so when they lose weight they're very sensitive around the knees and their joints due, due, due to weight so you don't give an endomorph skipping or jumping or running on roads because it's no good for their for their knees um, but as soon as they start to lose weight, their body says, oh, I'm losing weight. It goes into like a panic mode. So there's tricks like artificial weight, like giving them an extra five kilo to lift on the bar, which then gives the body into a state of, hey, I've still got this weight available. Let's relax again. Um, so it's very much just understanding who you are and appreciating who you are.
um, and doing things around your life that, that make you happy. Um, our genetics is, um, is basically, it's, it's, we think about DNA. Well, this is one gene out of about 30,000. Epigenetics is about the whole 30,000 and how they're working. And this is very much linked to our lifestyle. Uh, Peter C. the other day was talking about how he had to change himself. He basically changed his lifestyle. Uh, he changed what he ate, how he felt, what he did with his activities, where he placed himself that made him happy. These are the things that trigger and get us towards where we're going. So it's one part having the understanding of who we are and accepting that. Um, and two, doing the best with that knowledge and positioning ourselves to actually get to where it is. So it's, it's understanding and this supported mechanism that people tend to need to move there. Okay, okay so um, if I can just jump in for a second, because I know we have some listeners that are catching up with everything that we're saying, so I want to just get in here with a brief recap. So basically what you've shared with us is that Everyone basically falls into three body types, endomorph, mesomorph, and ectomorph. And, guys, you can Google those. You can find the descriptions of, of what those body types are and then kind of line yourself up to with where you fall in that category. And so, Mark, I think what you're saying is based on that body type, there are there are, we'll just say, pros and cons to each body type. And once you understand what type of body type you are and the um, pros and cons that go along with it, regardless of, you know, what your genetics are, then you can start to tailor programs or exercises and nutrition to maximize or that cater to your body type in order to get the results that you're looking for. Is that correct? That that is correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very cool. Cool. Cause, and and I think that is exactly what some folks are trying to figure out. And and I like that explanation because it actually takes us beyond just genetics to okay, yes, genetics, but here's how you can address your particular type of genetics. Um, we're getting some comments like from Bill. He's, like, he's saying, I feel left out of the good gene pool. And then Paul is saying, I work hard at this, and I'm not seeing the gains that I see of the other guys in the gym. And so it's not so much good genetics, bad genetics, but understanding your type of genetics and then um, having someone help you figure out the program that's best for your given genetics. That is, that, that is correct. I mean, when uh, we call it, a, um, if those meso, ecto, endo, we call it a, a biotype. Now, the good thing for me in knowing a biotype is that I have an understanding of the trends. Now, this science is from millions upon millions and centuries upon centuries of science put, put together on what is the trend for that certain person. So, your chronological clock, um, how your chemicals work uh, in your body is quite similar uh, within that biotype. But over 500 clients that I've had now, I've never seen a person to be the same as somebody else. So foods do slightly change. Um, they can be influenced from basic things, where your heritage is from. Um, Asians, for instance, they, they power through on rice. Uh, Americans, they power through on potatoes and sweet potatoes. But also there's a time of day for this. So an ectomorph 
very high metabolism. I feed them potatoes because it slows their metabolism down uh, and they can cope with it. Same same with mesomorphs, but they're uh, very much more into protein as their energy and fuel source. And endomorphs are great on carbohydrates, irrelevant what they may say. It's just very important for them to understand the time of day to eat carbohydrates. Um, okay, so I'm glad you actually brought that up because Jake is asking diet and exercise, how to time them correctly to see improvement. Not fast improvement, but just any kind of improvement. So you've touched on sure. that on the nutrition aspect, but can you take us the next step also then with timing the exercise with the food? Okay, if we if people can relate to... I, I will give you an example that people could understand by biotype. An endomorph, big set structural people. Um, their genes, um, I, I'll give you a normal day and when I should think they should train and, and how they should eat. They wake up in the morning and they don't want to eat straight away. They want to ease themselves into the day. Um, a nice cup of tea in the morning is fantastic for them. It warms them up. Um, they like the feel of internal warmth and it helps them to ease into the day. Around about 8, 9 o'clock in, in the morning, they would have a medium to moderate breakfast. Their gene pool, their gene activity, doesn't start to climb until around about 10 a.m. in the morning. And it peaks around about 12.30, 1 p.m. in the daytime. Now, when I say it peaks, this is when our genes are most active. So what we need to do is, is if I talk about energy, we're so active that our body is requiring more energy. And because we're active and we want intake to be most effective, midday is the, is the big meal for an endomorph. Not evening, it's, it's um, at lunchtime to support all this energy demand. They're most productive, they're, they're most clearer in mind and thought, and they're most active. So if at this time of day, if we feed them carbohydrates, proteins, minerals and everything from the veg, their activity in their body is at its peak that it will absorb and utilize it and distribute it and manage it extremely well. So we, we basically then go through to around about 4, 5 p.m. in the evening where their genes start to, their activity in their genes starts to go down. And unfortunately for endomorphs, they're the genes that regulate things like insulin, e.g. carbohydrates, and proteins. Um, and also because their digestive tract slows down a little bit, it becomes harder for their bodies to break down things like an, an animal protein because they're also very alkaline in the body, which is not the best environment for animal protein. So they work very, very well on a very heavy veg diet post 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And that is very much in line with their with their genetic activity. And because they're storers, because they're not administering the protein and the insulin very well, they throw it into their body cells, e.g. weight gain. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you look at their gene pattern again, you think about their main feed time, which is midday. Time to train is between 4, 2 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon because they're most active and they're fueled up. Any endomorph that goes to a boot camp at 6 o'clock in the morning really wants to stop it. They are not early morning boot camp people. Their gene activity is just not there. It's like um, fasting with cardio and raising your heart rate too high. You're really not getting the benefit from it. So you want to play within that gene activity. 
There's another element for them. Um, because they are more susceptible to things like diabetes or fat storage than any other yeah. biotype, right, that to train between four and six is also a good time for them as well because they regulate their insulin around about 7, 7.30 in the evening. So to help to deplete their insulin helps their body to more effectively and conveniently manage the insulin within their body. And they could find things like if, if you was to trial yourself training at that time of night, you would find around about 7.30, 8 o'clock, you have a desire to go to the toilet to urinate. And this is, and this is, a, and, right, and this is a good sign that your body is in that insulate. It's like it's finished and it wants to dump. Mm -hmm. um, so another big thing about general health is that um, we've given them veg and things that don't clog up. They're, they have an extremely long digestive tract, extremely long. Um, so we try, we want their digestive tract by the time they sleep at night to be fairly clear, clean. So please don't take casein overnight. Your body does not need it. Uh, it just blogs your system up. It, it, it won't go through your system. It will create toxins which go to your, your head, gives you restless sleep. Uh, you wake up feeling grog groggy in the morning. This is all a reaction from stuff not being cleared in, in the gut system. Um, those endomorphs that, that need protein, yes, go to a supplement like hemp protein, pea protein, whatever, but really pack your green veg in in the evening, which is protein. Um, you will have enough of the other branch aminos during the day from your proteins you can build into your breakfast and your lunch to help you keep your an anabolic rate up there. Um, if we then skip to a mesomorph, uh, no, sorry, to uh, uh, yeah, uh, mesomorph, they're the most energetic breed of the lot. Uh, Tanikas are uh, uh, absolutely annoying uh, mes mesomorph. Um, they have a tendency, they have peaks up and down. They need where an endomorph basically relies on a standard healthy diet of three main meals a day, that can change due to their activity. So if you're a bodybuilder, of course you would increase it. But underlining health, a mesomorph and the ectomorph, they basically live on five meals a day. So three main meals and two supplementary meals either side. Because a mesomorph mm -hmm. is a person that can get up in the morning, can go to a boot camp, can smash the boot camp, can, can be depleted and want to eat. So they have more frequent meals to do with their ups and downs, and their genetics don't necessarily, uh, they certainly don't have to cut off like an endomorph does. They're more consistent throughout the day. Though, they may feel the need after some recreation. They're like a panther that's chasing a wild animal, let's say. They will go flat out. They will love the challenge that this thing can run really fast. They will catch it. They're absolutely knackered. Uh, they want to lie down, have a rest, go to sleep. They've exhausted all their energy, so it's time for them to refeed. A meso, especially not to confuse people, we split it into two. There is a diff uh, quite a considerable difference between the two. One we call an activator and one we call a connector. The activator has an extremely um, acidic pH in their tummy, and they have a love for animal protein. Because of the acidity, they can break it down quite easily, conveniently, subtract the amino acids from it and utilize it very, very well. It's why an activator, e.g. a tannica, can have extremely high uh, muscle definition. Maybe not as big as an endomorph, but extremely highly defined separated muscle. And they're very good at managing the um, 
symmetrical nature of their body because they they can eat the good things that keep the anabolic rate up there. They're very good with fruits, vegetables as well. Uh, they really need a lot of iron in their diet. Uh, they need mm-hmm. a lot of other veg to help the absorption of the iron where your endomorph is a more potassium type of person that they need a lot of green veg. But they can eat generally throughout the day. They do well on things like hemp seeds, chicken, uh, egg whites, very, very high performance on there. But they're not necessarily the people that, you know, their peak performance, well, all sporting high performance for every biotype and why they do sports games around this time is about 3 p.m. But as for training with a, with a, for a ectomorph, uh, Tanaka will go to the gym around about 7, 7 o'clock and work through from 7 till uh, 8.30 and she has peak performance there. If she needs to then hit or focus on a certain muscle group, she will go back to the gym around about 3 o'clock uh, and do some high performance type of work on a muscle. So they can do quite split work where the endomorph is more post at lunchtime uh, environment. An ectomorph is the same. They can get up in the morning and they can do uh, workouts. They basically uh, perform better on lighter weights for longer duration, keeping, keeping the tension on the muscle for longer. So they're not huge lifters, um, but they can lift a good quality weight, but they're more about repetition. And they can train again in the morning or the afternoon or double train. It doesn't really, but again, they're five meals a day. Um, they're hey, uh, not so Mark, much. Mark, hold on, hold on, Mark. We have some uh, some late uh, listeners, and I, I want to ask about the ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorph. Could you uh, just do a relay on those again? I mean, replay on those. Um, when when to train? No, no. Uh, no, what type. they are. Yeah, yes. just give a definition of what each body type is. Okay, so your ectomorph is your more longer, leaner body types. Your mm-hmm. mesomorph are a more smaller, a uh, bit more defined muscle type. So they're a bit they're they're reasonably broader than an ectomorph, not necessarily taller, but they've got they've got more muscle definition, more more stock to them. An endomorph is your big bone structured people. Um, like your like like yourself uh, and uh, say a Michael Waddington for instance, the more heavier set bone structural people. Mm-hmm. Does that make? Yes. Yep. Yeah, that I, makes I, sense. I just want yep. to clear you over that so. Yeah. So you can, so my, yeah we we had some late listeners popping in, so we just wanted to bring them up to speed with the different groups you're talking about. Um, and real quick, so what would you classify Kalen as? An ectomorph, an endomorph, um, or a mesomorph, or a combination? Okay, I can tell people by visual sight, but I've earned, I, uh, he's definitely an endomorph. But how tall are you, Kalen? Oh, I'm 6'2". Six 6'2". Two. Six two. So I would put him more towards... We, we This is going to complicate it for people. I'm trying not to. We have two okay. different sets of groups within an endomorph. One we call a guardian and one we call a diplomat. So a guardian is, in Chinese and Indian type of medicine, very earthy people, uh, family-orientated, all those types of things, extremely social, uh, look after others before they look after themselves nine times out of ten. But I would call Kalen a diplomat within the endomorph because he has a taller structure. He's not small and wide. 
He's quite wide, well-built, but taller. Um, so I would call him a diplomat, but he is 100% an endomorph. So he's a big, structured, he's a big lad. All right. <laughs> well, that was just for fun. It was just for fun. But we do have several questions piling up, so if you don't mind, Mark, I'd like to start uh, getting these in front of you so we can uh, share your answers with our audience. Um, this question oh. is from Rebecca. And she says, or she's asking, if I just do diet and no exercise, can I attain the body I desire that's healthy and fit? Um, To actually get your body composition to change, you can see a change from the way that you eat, most definitely. Uh, Reverse to that, you can also find yourself absolutely flogging yourself to death in the gym, not really changing your diet to support and going nowhere. Um, Des, I would never, ever encourage anybody to not do some physical work. There you go. Um, Right, whether that's walking or whatever, because you have to remember, we breathe oxygen. Um, For an endomorph who needs to regulate uh, the carbon dioxide in their body, Getting oxygen into their body, going for uh, you know a walk, um, doing some physical exercise, um, it is very very beneficial to them. There's a secondary part to this is that we all have a sensory happiness and a release of either dopamine or serotonin. I share something yeah. with Caelan. We work on dopamine. So if Caelan goes and hits a punch bag, or he lifts a heavy weight and he's successful at it. He has a sudden release of dopamine. This makes his body feel happy. Uh, If I achieve my goals, I get a release of dopamine that makes me happy. If a mesomorph um, has great success and says, hey, I beat you, they get a huge release of serotonin. Uh, It helps their body function. This is the good release. So it is, I would say, 90% down to your food. But you need. It is always good to have an active life. Um, All right, there you have it. We, yeah, we we of course. Uh, there's 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 um, good coaching. There's good understanding of where where you physically are today to where you want to move to. So you want to be careful with endomorphs that are slightly obese or they are carrying weight. Yeah that their exercises is very much tailored, that they're not going to do anything that is going to put their body or the sensories or give themselves an injury. They're going to be able to do other things later on, but at the moment, or never should they do jumps or star star jumps or stuff like that. Their body's just not made for it. They do get great personal satisfaction, great feeling of wellness from doing things that are what their body likes. They're big people, they like that contact. They like rugby. They like boxing. They like that physical contact, that weight in the thing, where uh, mesomorphs like variety in their exercises and challenges all the time. Uh, an ectomorph just likes that constant. This is my goal. I've hit it. And then they will get their release. So, yes, food is extremely important. Um, if somebody says to you, oh, you can have that Snickers bar because it meets your macros, they don't really care about you. Because yes, it might make your macros. Yes, it might. Yes, it might provide you energy, but it's not supplying you health or educating you how to look after yourself, uh, and to use other food sources that are not only going to give you the energy, but are going to supply 
nutrients to your body that's going to help you. <laughs> All right. Well, Rebecca, I hope, I hope that helps. And Mark, totally correct. It's totally it's correct. you got to have that couple of in there and have people understand. If, if I can just that, add something uh, else to that. Whether sure. you're... Whether you're somebody who's coming down in weight or you're someone trying to go up in weight, um, the one thing that I always look at, besides what elements or what things you may need treating, maybe you've got bags under the eyes due to sleep, toxic residue in your tummy that I need, I need to deal with for you, on an underlying health, the thing that I always look at is how good is your absorption. Now, if you take somebody like an endomorph that's carrying a lot of fat, they might need to have some help clearing their pathways out because we're not a result of what we eat. We're a result of what we absorb. Yes. It is a, it is a good trait to understand that to lose weight, you need to eat. Um, an endomorph that's got a slung metabolism um, doesn't need heavy fat fried things and they need some what the Chinese called warming foods like leeks, shallots, chilies, etc., to help raise their body temperature, to help the digestion and the breaking down of products. So food and understanding the right food for you at the right time of day with the right ingredients in there is a real good plus for anybody. And then combining that with appropriate mechanisms to do training is very good. There, again, just to warn people, the endomores just want to be very careful of not they're weighty people, so they don't want to do springing exercises. They want to be very stable on their legs and in their core when they're doing exercises. It really helps them. Though their upper body twisting like boxing punching is okay as well because it's not really putting pressure on, say, their knees or their ankles. An ectomorph, mm -hmm. a slimmer type of person, they need to focus on strengthening their back. Or if they're doing above dumbbell lifts, let's say for shoulders, it's good to do it in a chair where they've got support for their back because their back is considerably is not as strong as, as others. Where a mesomorph has a good tone, they just want to be careful of their you know, not, not overdoing it at times, giving themselves sufficient amount of rest between exercises. I don't mean, you know, between exercise sessions, that they're really yeah. recouping their body well. So they are resting between sessions, not, not reps, but, but, but sessions, fueling their body with mm -hmm. the right fuel and they will be okay. So they they just like a little bit of yeah more. Um, you can keep an endomorph on the same type of working structure in the gym for a longer period because their brain will be okay with it. Where a mesomorph will say, "Oh, this is getting boring. I need a change." So circuit training, that type of thing, is very good for mesomorphs. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, that little frog has broke there. Well. Sheldon's question is, <laughs> I was also sitting there thinking, I think I'm a mesomorph. I'm not sure, but I'm thinking that's where I fall. But anyway, we're on to Sheldon's question. He's asking, how do I get someone to see that their diet and exercise routine are not for their particular body type and lifestyle? Um, how do you get to see it? Well, there's you you can go and you can there's plenty of resources on the internet or whatever that will help you calculate your your body type um you can use like like uh, our company's program ph 360 to identify everything about you we call it a phenotype what you are today where you're going to move from 
So it's your weight, your height, it's everything to do with the characteristics of your body, whether you've got fungus under the nails that needs treating, whether you're obese, whether you've got uh, ailments in your body, whether your colon's working properly, everything to do with your body can be analysed and calculated to give you the foods, the lifestyle that is recommended for you and the training pattern and the training exercises to do. Um, so that is available to the public out there. Um, and there's plenty of information. It's unfortunate that, especially in the bodybuilding industry, it's quite a new introduction. I currently have six active bodybuilders and about 20 who are working towards going on stage. Um, I like to call it body composition because, as we know, there's some classes, great classes in the bodybuilding stages that are not necessarily bodybuilding, but they're great body compositions. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's plenty of resources. People can send me questions or try to get help from myself personally. I'm very, very open to that as well. Okay. <clears throat> Sheldon, hopefully that helped answer your question. And so, Mark, you just said that uh, you can be available to help people answer their questions. How do they find you or get a hold of you? Um. Facebook is a very good way um, because I'm on there. It's quite easy to find. Mark South, Brisbane, Australia, or look up Tanaka, Tanaka Heinemann, Brisbane, Australia. Um, that is one of the main ways that people get in contact uh, through you through you at the station, of course, um, through the website, www.ph360.me is a direct uh, to there. Um, they're the most easiest or my email, I don't mind giving that out over the, the airways it's masouth s-o-u-t-h 2015 at hotmail.com Okay, there you got it guys so if you would like to follow up with Mark ask him questions and maybe just get more explanation or clarification of all of the great information he's sharing with us, you have his information right there uh, Mark, our next question is from Angela, and she's, she's asking on behalf of her husband, and uh, she wants to know, um, so take, for instance, a, a guy who's uh, 29 years old and carries almost all of his fat in his belly and sides. What can he do to uh, trim those areas? Okay, that, that's, a, that's a very good point. Uh, and uh, I'll give you the typical trend for the free body types. Uh, ectomorphs, even though they do not carry a lot of excess fat, they bypass it, they have such a high metabolism, when they're under stress or drink copious amounts of alcohol, they would get this um, bloating or, or residue around their tummy region. So you basically calm them down, remove the stress, which they're stress freaks, um, and you cut down the alcohol. With an endomorph, they have a very good ability of putting it on around their hips, thighs, tummy, shoulders, and legs. And it's very much controlling this intake of food and when they're having it, when they're programming their activities and when they're programming their food and what food to have. So again, with the endomorphs, try to cut your animal protein down after 6 p.m. in the evening and also your carbohydrates. And you will see a considerable response that your body takes uh, for betterment towards you. And uh, mesomorph, just eat until you're satisfied. Eat the right foods and eat until you're satisfied. Don't overeat and don't undereat. And I think that's the, the case for everybody. Um, generally, we feel hunger, Des, mm -hmm. when our body tells us that, we, that it's short on nutrition. 
Not because it's necessarily a level of food in our body. It's just saying I don't have the nutrition or the numbers to mm. make this product internally that I need. Can you please eat and give it to me? Mm. So hunger is a result of a nutritional balance within our body. It's a sensory signal that is given to us. So around, around the tummy, watch the fats, eat good fats, mm. avocado, those type of things. Use good oils. Um, please do not cook with olive oil. Only use this as a dressing on a salad or cold. Uh, you see many a chef telling you to cook with it. Don't. It uh, inc- burnt olive oil or rancid olive oil creates cancerous uh, ag- activities in, in the body. It's a cold pressed oil. Use things like linseed, avocado oil, rice bran oil, but keep an eye on it. Um, don't have over oils. You don't need considerable amounts of protein. 120 grams of Chicken, 150 of fish is adequate for you. It's in line with what you can absorb anyway. Um, Just watch those type of things. Be mindful of nuts uh, and other things that can slow this release of fats down in your body because it has natural oil in there. So it's just mindful of your carbohydrates, eating them a.m., not p.m., your your proteins not having too much. We kind of overkill it um, in the bodybuilding industry. Um, our anabolic rate is more about keeping your protein in line with your absorption capabilities, so you maybe need to eat it more frequently uh, during the day rather than eating a bloody half a kilo pound of T-bone that is just going to go straight through to your bum or, or go to your to, to your body cells. So hips and tummy is very much an endomorph type of trait, um, and it's very much about you know eating good quality plant food, uh, predominantly plant plant food throughout the whole day um, and watching those carbohydrates, oils and proteins during the day. Yeah. And, uh, one of the things I'd like to talk about because <clears throat> it's kind of frustrating for me is, is, you know, we get gimmicks and they can come up with all of these nice, uh, clever wording or sales pitches. And one of the things that I've been, you know, hearing a lot uh, over the years and, you know, even more so now with the social mediums, is tricking your body into doing things instead of basically, like like you were saying, teaching your body the correct thing. I mean, how – I mean, if, if your mindset is basically always set to, you know, go against what you know, I, I, I'm not understanding what, what the trick is. It's like I, I don't want magic tricks for my body because if I never figure it out, then I really don't understand what I'm doing ever. How do you basically – walk people back to just understanding your body and, and dealing with the issues that you have in real term in a, in a reality uh, fact basis instead of basically always trying to come up with a, a gimmick that will sway them for maybe three or four months. I'm, I'm trying to get them to basically change for a lifetime. Sure. I think, Kaylin, and I'll give you a real-life example that is very close to home, but I'd have to move out of Tanaka's way unless because she, she might hit me. Um, is that... <laughs> Um, a lot of diets do work for certain people, but they work for a very short period of time. Um, now, um, I'll give you a golden example. Uh, uh, ectomorph, who is, um, really loves their carbohydrates. So I'm talking about fruits, oh. potatoes, really heavy, dense carbohydrates. Tanaka came oh. home one day with a keto powder, a supplement, a, a keto supplement. Now, 
I'm not in favour of these at all because it's not it's it's teaching somebody to get somewhere just solely reliant on a product. It's not a lifestyle. It's just mm-hmm. um, it's not educating them. Uh, but what it does tell them is don't eat carbohydrates with this keto powder. Okay, you're going to live on oils and fats and absolute garbage like like this. Can it work for some people? Of course it can because you're taking carbohydrates out of the diet. But if you take mm-hmm. carbohydrates away from an aptomorph, you will drive the buggers crazy. They will, they will honestly take this powder and want you and put it somewhere you don't want them to put it or give you a bad response. <laughs> this stuff is crazy because their body chemistry is not made up for this. So the thing is, again, is getting people to understand who they are, what works best for them, making their food really, really tasty for them, um, and putting it into a lifestyle. We have a trend in the bodybuilding where we, we, we call this thing due to the relationship of stage, on-season, off-season. So we call mm-hmm. when we're not on stage and off-season, and it encourages people to maybe have, have other food intake than what they wouldn't have before they were going to stage. True. Now, yeah. I'm a great... I'm, I'm a great believer in giving people some, some comfort at times, but not a regular pattern. If you're on the road for health and you're traveling down this road and you've got to pull off into the service station for a while to fuel up or to do something, what you're going to do, because you are health conscious, you're going to pull straight back onto the health road. So we, we needn't hassle people if they go to a wedding or they're, they're sharing some time with their sister or their family or something and they happen to have some soggy roast potatoes. It's not their norm. We don't need to say, oh, I'm allowed a cheap meal a week. We want a beneficial meal that we can like and enjoy and it that makes us feel good, not something that is going to make us feel terrible afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's very much giving people the understanding of what they like. The big thing is, and the one thing I always look for, is not to set people unrealistic goals. Don't tell an endomorph that wants to lose 50 pounds that they're going to lose it in a month. It won't happen. Agreeing on the objectives, that the goals that they feel comfortable in setting themselves because they have to own it. We don't own it as a coach. We just encourage and support. They take that ownership. They go away. They get the tick. What The most important thing is they get a feeling of they can do. Why? Because they have done. And this has a rebound effect that what's my next challenge? What's my next chance? And it's a continual process and monitoring of these people, how well they're going, how well they are doing and reminding them that they need to sit down and reflect on how well they have done, where they've come from. Um, At the other end of the scale, you get an ectomorph who is basically a slim person and wants to gain muscle. Um, let them appreciate what they have done again and let them feel it. Let them really realize it um, so that this is a real good trigger to keep on that road of good health. Listen to um, people talk like Peter C's interview the other day on how it's really made a huge impact on his life and what he had to do to go through it. Be realistic about the ups and downs, whether you need support or whether you're more of an individual type of person. Um, and it's just, again, that understanding of you and what's going to help you make that thing. But get get a good coach. Get someone who's aware uh, or maybe interested even more about what who monitors you quite often, who is there for support, who doesn't set you stupid, unrealistic goals. Um, and I think that's one of the main traits in yeah, being able to move somebody forward. Yes. Yeah. 
That's so true. And, you know, it, there's a lot of <clears throat> misinformation out there, and, it, and it's sad. And it, there seem to be, like you said, if, if coaches don't care about the individual, then they're going to suffer no matter what's done. And, and it, like you said, there, there's ways to manipulate the body to have you have the appearance of, I, I don't even want to call it good anything. It, it's just basically your body finding a way to struggle with you while you find ways to make it struggle even more. And so you, I don't even want to call it results. It, it's, it, it's to the point with me mentally where I'm just so frustrated to see people suffering needlessly for something that's supposed to be helping them and creating a better mentality and a better body because of it. So, you know, as we get to the end of the show, Mark, can you basically lay out what people need to look for, what they need to pursue, and what they can really understand as far as genetics and the hard work. Just a simple breakdown of what to look for, the most basic uh, form of, of what they need to do, and how to engage with the people they're working with that are supposed to be helping them create a better look and a better and new, new them, a better and new them. Okay, I think the first thing for everybody to understand is that if we say that genetics is preventing us, then we are wrong. Genetics is not an excuse. Mom and dad died of cancer doesn't mean to say you're going to die of cancer. The possibilities mm-hmm. of it is high, but it's not written in stone that that's what you're going to die of. So epi, uh, genetics is an excuse. We, we have several classes in the bodybuilding that you will fit in and you will shine. You can be a world champion in that class, and that class is ideal for your body. Um, understand yourself. Understand, get some information on the trends, who you are, what works best for you, um, both your mind, your talent, your social, where you sit. Understand where you are at the moment and where you're trying to go to and what's going to best suit you. Understand understand how you perform better and that's maybe with with, with a trainer more constantly um, or you know doing things on your own and having frequent intervals there um, monitor don't monitor your weight so much it's a most negative thing a most useless component because if I'm giving you a toning type of diet um, where you're losing fat but gaining muscle guess what your weight doesn't change too much but when we measure you your triceps, are, your, bi, um, your triceps are wider and your tummy is smaller. Exactly. It says that your body is moving in the right direction. Um, have someone who's, who really, if, if your coach says to you, can you jump on the scale or you haven't lost any weight this week, what are you eating? They haven't got a foggiest. <laughs> they just plain and simply... They plain and simply need to support themselves. It is about someone who can measure you, measure you appropriately around those regions of your body that really show your waist, your upper chest, just underneath your armpits, uh, around your lats, which is just, let's say, where your bra strap is, uh, around the wide, the width of your glutes, around the midsection of your thighs, around your calves, around your knees, because some people may need a bit of support in their diet um, taking sodium out if they're retaining water, etc., around those joints. Very common in an endomorph. Um, yeah, just go out, spend some time on the internet, get someone who knows a bit about the body types and what best works. Um, please go away with the understanding that I'm not I'm not here to 
knock anybody. There's some extremely successful and very knowledgeable people in bodybuilding. I feel uncomfortable to say that I know more. I've just seen this work. Uh, bodybuilding is always hard work. It's a commitment. Um, it's mm-hmm. something putting it into your lifestyle that you begin to enjoy. It's getting the right amount of information to take away this word that Kaylan just just used, suffering. We want you to feel the benefit of doing something in a particular way and consuming something as soon as possible. When you continually do something that is not right for you, your organs suffer, you suffer. You feel the suffering, you have the feeling. So it's to give your time, your body, the right amount of nutrients so it can work effectively, not overweight yourself, but... Just very, just make sure that before you start or before you start, whether you're changing or whatever, that you fully understand that this is one good for you and appropriate for you and that you can, you can identify what you need to change to conform or to give this the best, the best um, attempt that you possibly can. And for endos, I very much recommend break things down. You don't have to do the, the 10 objectives all at once. Take off building blocks that are going to get you to the 10. Get some ticks on the board. Um, With an endomorph, just make sure you understand because you need to feel comfortable. You're also a type of person that doesn't like to come back and ask another question. Don't be scared to ask another question. It's just a biotype. They're very inverted. They don't like to ask again because they think that it says that they didn't understand whatever. Link that support. And a mesomorph, um, exactly the same. Just understand who you are what you like, what's good for you, understand the pH of your body, you're extremely acidic, um, eat light veg, plenty of spinach and those type of things that don't need a huge amount of uh, alkaline to break them down. Um, just understand what's good for you. And you're, you will find that your body works in your favour even when you're just talking, walking, sleeping. You're a continual change mechanism by doing the right things by what your body likes, agrees to and needs. Yeah. Yeah. I I have noticed in the industry, um, in local gyms around here in Australia, when we go overseas listening to people, there is a lot of, uh, I just have to say it for people to be aware, I hear a lot of gym coaches, trainers saying, oh yeah, I can get that 50 pounds off you, you're going to need to do this, this and this, um, and it would probably take, I don't know, three months, and you're going to pay me $180 a month. Can you, but you need to sign up for the three months. Um, it's really not an assessment or a very, um, let's say, obtainable thing by the client who's just come to see you. Someone who sits down and says, how are you doing at the moment? What's your diet like? Okay, let's identify what we need to change, how we can change this. Um, how about we take uh, a thing of three kilos over the next two or three months, uh, two or three weeks, which is quite obtainable, but you may well hit, hit six. Um, this is going to drive the confidence through the roof for you. Uh, And when you hit the plateau, you need that coach there with the education to help you get over that plateau to be able to see even more reduction. So it's just you you will gain quite quickly an understanding of the coach, whether they're working in your interest or not, or whether they're just flogging the backside off you uh, against completely unrealistic goals. All right. Yes. Well, okay. I we, we are 
We are down to our last minutes, folks. So, Mark, I just want to say thank you for joining us tonight and for opening our eyes to a different perspective at looking at genetics and things we can do to work the genetics that we have to our advantage. And just one last time, if folks want to be able to follow up with you, can you please remind them of your email address and where they can find you? It's uh, all lowercase, M-A-S-O-U-T-H, 2015 at hotmail.com. That's my personal private. So it, I have a ping on my phone. Uh, All right. Well, there you have it, folks. And again, Mark, thanks so much for joining us, especially from the bright, sunny. Where are you in extra Australia, actually? Um, yes, we're in Brisbane, so it's uh, extremely humid this Brisbane. time of day. Okay. <laughs> okay, there you go. Well, thanks for joining us from Brisbane. And um, on behalf of Mark, myself, Kaylin, and the boys from P4P Muscle. Oh, oh. Uh, they need his email again. Uh, okay, okay go ahead, Mark. Give okay. us your email one more time. Yes. It's all lowercase. It's M, M for Mark, uh, A S O U T H 2015 at hotmail.com. And uh, we can post that for you on the uh, P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin Facebook page. So check us out there. And with that being said, and, folks, uh, have a blessed night. Oh, go ahead, Mark. And Des, if people contact me, and um, they they can go to www.ph360 and see the prices of things that is charged to the general public on that on that website. If they contact me with the words P4P Muscle, they will get 50% discount on those advertised prices. Hey, awesome! Did you hear that? Contact Mark via the PH360 website and reference P4P Muscle, and you will get 50% off the pricing. You cannot go wrong there. That was worth that was worth the, the extra there. So thank you very much, Mark. And do keep us posted. Let us know if folks are reaching out and, and the kind of great work that you're doing because we always want to be able to share people that take advantage of the expertise that we bring on the show. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So one more time, on behalf of all of us here with P4P Real Talk, your body is a temple, so let's build it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.